first shovel win and you kind of start thinking about you know what it'd be like to play that first game like you know as the stages of the arena go up and you see the ball starting to take form and you know seats get in and every time you kind of dream of it it looks a little different it looks a little different and then by the time it actually comes and the players i'll always remember when the players came out of the tunnel you know with uh, the lights dim and everyone had these red glow sticks and they come through you know this pyro shooting fire and fog and and the music it, it was something that'll be in my brain and and it'll be a great memory for the for a long long time it was it was a lot of fun and i'll i'll you know i'll never forget that hi there welcome to the show i'm lucas favali and this is crunch chronicles presented by wendy's Today on the show, we chat with a forward who played one season in Syracuse during the Anaheim Ducks affiliation. Troy Bode came to Syracuse for the 2011-2012 campaign and became one of the leaders for the team that was in its final season with the Ducks. Bode picked up 15 points at 119 penalty minutes in his 69 games for the Crunch, helping the team qualify for the Calder Cup playoffs. After playing several more seasons in both the NHL and AHL, Bodie retired to become a scout for the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. He remained with the Leafs until he was hired by the Seattle Kraken in May 2021 to head up their expansion franchise in Coachella Valley as the director of hockey and business operations. He was key to the successful launch of the Coachella Valley Firebirds, who are near the top of the AHL standings in their inaugural season. You'll hear about the process of starting that franchise coming up on the show. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wendy's Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef. All perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Dr. Pepper is a registered trademark of Dr. Pepper 7-Up, Inc. Lee Baldwin & Company is a proud sponsor of the Syracuse Crunch. For all of your investment needs, check them out at investtoday.com. Lee Baldwin & Company, you do the dreaming, they'll do the math. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing uh, very well as well. It's a busy time of the year for, for everyone in hockey, of course, right around the halfway point of the season uh you know the crunch are at the midway mark you're at the midway mark as well you're out west right now fill everyone in on what you've got going on these days yeah so uh i i've uh, been retired from the game from uh for eight years now i have i spent six years in scouting with the uh toronto maple leafs in the past two years i've transitioned out out west and and uh, now the director of hockey and business operations for the uh coachella valley firebirds which is of course, the new affiliate in the American Hockey League for the Seattle Kraken. So we've got a new building here and a you know, a new team, and and um, it's it's been a lot of fun just kind of transitioning to this side of the game and a new role, and it's also a lot of fun to be doing it in the sun in the desert. <laughs> yeah, can't can't complain about the the weather this time of the year there. I'm sure. Uh, you know, we'll we'll dive into all of it and we'll dive into, you know, just the starting of everything too because you've been there since the beginning. But, you know, what is uh, it, it's always hard when when we ask people, you know, what is your day-to-day? But what is kind of a day like for you these days where, you know, you're involved in the hockey side, you're involved in the business side. What's it like for you? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a you know, great mix of um uh, you know, kind of just 
you know, manage some of the day-to-day operations and involved with the team. It's, it's, it's a lot of little things in turn, in, including, you know, travel and team services and, and all that is, as well as roster management. Um, and then, um, you know, everything to do with the, the arena and scheduling and, you know, being that go between with the, um, the AHL team here and the uh, Seattle Kraken and, and making sure just everything is, is being done properly to the, to the Kraken's, um, likings and in terms of how we, um, uh, how things are being operated and, you know, just making sure that affiliation is, is done well. So it's, um, it's, it's been a great learning curve, especially, you know, starting this job almost two years ago now and, um, seeing it right from its infancy, you know, it it was just a kind of a twinkle in the eye in when I started, you know, the, the franchise was approved. Um, but there was, there was no arena, there was no team. Kraken weren't even a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so it was, it was great to be a part of the, the Seattle Kraken expansion process and, and, you know, being in the room and, and, and going through rosters and all that fun stuff. And then um, actually, you know, being there when we put the first shovels in the ground to build this, this arena and then kind of seeing it, seeing it through and having our first game on December 18th, it's been a real whirlwind, but um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. What a unique experience uh, for sure for mm-hmm. you and, and for everyone involved in that. Well, I guess we'll go back to that very beginning then. Like you said, you've been in since the, the very ground level when, you know, it was just almost a thought at that point. What, you know, how did you get involved? What what led you to there? You said you were, you know, retired, obviously, in a scout uh, with the Leafs organization. What led you to, to the Kraken and then the Firebirds organization? Yeah, you know, I've been working my way up that, that side of the, the uh, the game, to, you know, starting with scouting with the Maple Leafs, you know, I started off as a part-time pro scout in Southern California, and and um, you know, just kind of watching some games, advising back on on players, um, transitioned that into um, a full-time role, and then a couple of years later, the director of that department. So, you know, I've been working my way up for, you know, uh, on that side of the game for a couple of years, and then. Um, and then uh, you know Ron Francis got the job as the as the, um, uh, the general manager in, in Seattle, and I had some you know I played for Ron when I was in in Carolina actually the year before I was in in Syracuse there, and um, so we had a, um, uh, a familiarity with each other, and and it just kind of so worked out that I was you know living in that area, and I, I live in Los Angeles, and and with the team being right there, it was a it was a pretty good fit to kind of start this role. And you've been there, like we said, since the very beginning. What, you know, take us through the early days and, and what you were doing and what everyone was doing, laying the groundwork down for what has, yeah, it's been such a great success in the first season there in Coachella, Coachella Valley. You know, what, what early on was the thought process and, and things you guys all had to do together to, to lay this, the foundation down for where you are now? Yeah, you know what, it's, it, um, a lot of people ask this question of, you know, why, why Palm Springs, why, why this area, you know, and with the Pacific division, the American hockey league starting up, it, we, it was quickly a, a success in the eyes of the Western NHL teams here. And, you know, with Seattle coming in, it was, it was a, um, uh, it was a big debate of where they should have a, a minor league affiliate and, and Palm Springs was one of the bigger markets to not have uh, a major arena. And, 
of course that being the big issue of well because they don't you know they don't have a big arena they can't have a team and you know um you know oakview group stepped up and and built a, a beautiful beautiful arena down down here with all private money and and it was um and it's turned out to be you know a real success you know even outside of, of hockey but um that was kind of the debate of, of you know if we build an arena can we can we lure a team here so that was that was part of it there and then um you know it's integrated really well into the um uh into the uh the pacific division here being right near ontario san diego bakersfield henderson tucson um so that was um a real good stretch and obviously um with palm springs being such a, a great winter destination alaska airlines has you know 17 flights a day back and forth from from palm springs to 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 seattle so getting our players back and forth was a really really easy and, and has been so far and um we've been just been very lucky in in a lot of ways and how well this has turned out for us here but um it's uh it's just a, a great place to play it's a great place to to live the players are having a just a blast you know um you know with this new new arena new facility um you know a um, great place to to live all the families are happy it's it's been it's been great yeah which is it's so great to see that uh, that early success there uh, for Coachella Valley what are the you know the challenges I guess when you're you know that first year where you know you're, you're waiting the building is is starting there was a little bit of delay here or there you know I'm sure there's a lot of nerves a lot of excitement you know what was the last year like for you before the Firebirds even began play this season just you know getting a staff in place and, and all of that 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 goes along with uh, with starting a, a franchise yeah, exactly. I mean, starting starting this thing from the ground up, I was really the the first kind of a Palm Springs. You know, at first, it was just Palm Springs AHL, yeah, uh, hockey hockey employee. So you know, there was a few office staff and, and getting it all together, and it was it was really just a bunch of everything. Like we we begin the arena, um, you know, Ron Francis and and his group had already kind of done a lot of the high level designs and uh when it terms in terms of the locker room the designs and um uh the gym and you know player lounge stuff like that um so you know for myself getting in there and kind of tweaking those things as as you know from a, more of a micro standpoint than um uh, putting a, a staff in place all year long was i i thought it was kind of stressful but um but uh, you know, Ron may have thought differently. Of you know, just kept telling me to be patient. We'd be patient, and you know, we'll we'll deal with this once the season ends, and because that's when you know some people become available or perhaps need to different position. And you know, I, it was a real learning curve for me in terms of of, of staffing. Um, you know, just you know, you, you, there's so many things you you don't think about when it comes to building. Uh, it's constructing a new team um, of just things you need skate sharpeners and, you know, gym equipment and, you know, sticks and jerseys and all, all this stuff. And, and thankfully we have a, we, we got our training staff in place in time to, to do all this, but there's still a lot of things that had to be done kind of before that was in, in place. Of course, you don't just, you know, hire a equipment manager and, and with the um, yes, with the um, production lines and 
and whatnot these days of things getting back order and whatnot. I, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Kraken group were up there. I would just go in and pick all their brains, the, the athletic trainer, the, the equipment trainer, the team services, the you know, executive assistants, and just go, you know, what, what do I need to get on now? What do I need to do like now? And I'm talking, this was a year ago today, pretty much, you know, last January going like, what do I need to get on now? And, you know, you know, little things like ordering a skate sharpener, you know, that's going to take several months type thing. Yeah, but, um, uh, you know, furniture for the locker room, lo- you know, locker room you know, designs for the actual like player stalls and lockers. And, and uh, um, you know, it, it's just a lot of, of little things and just a ton of questions. And um, it, it, it was, it was really a full-time job you know, just getting everything ready. And, and, but, uh, like I said, I had some great help from those up in, in Seattle to, to do it. And things have gone, uh, well, at least from the outside perspective, so well here so far in that first season, you have that incredibly long road trip to start the year as the building is still being finished. And uh, then you, like you said, in, uh, in mid December, you have that first game there. What was that moment like to see the, you know, the culmination of, of everything coming together, finally playing that first game, sellout crowd, just a great environment. What was that all like for you? It was, it was really surreal. I mean, ever since that first shovel went in, you kind of start thinking about, you know, what it'd be like to play that first game. Like, you know, as the stages of the arena go up and you see the bowl starting to take form and, you know, seats get in and every time you kind of dream of it, it looks a little different, looks a little different. And then, by the time it actually comes and the players I'll always remember when the players came out of the tunnel, you know, with uh, lights dim and everyone had these red glow sticks and they come through, you know, this pyro shooting fire and fog and, and, and the music, it, it was something that'll be in my brain and, and it'll be a great memory for the, for a long, long time. It was, it was a lot of fun and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. It, it, it was it was strange because the season really had its two stages, like you said. It was the first, you know, two months of us being in Seattle, having our training camp there, and then our first real six weeks of uh, of operations there. And then when we we actually got to, to our in to Palm Springs, we actually got there another seven weeks before we played our first game and got to. Um, practice uh, on their ice on the iceplex side, which was ready to go in early November. We got into our locker room, and it was kind of a tease because you know, half the locker, half the arena was in lockdown, uh, where it was hard hat zone, and and you know players had to have special training if they wanted to go in there, and and uh, you know it, it was it was a big game of which door can we go out today, and when's the fire alarm's going to go off for testing, and <laughs> And it, I, I give the guys so much credit of, of just how much, you know, they're, you know, so much, you know, adversity that this first season of, of just where are we skating today and, and, and what, um, you know, what, where are we going to be sitting and, and, you know, every, every weekend, you know, where are we going now? Cause everything was a road trip, but my gosh, they, they played hard. They just took it on the chin and every single time and said, let's go out. We have a job to do. We need to win hockey games. And they did that, you know, to start the year. We had a, had such a, a, a good start. And then obviously getting into our building now has continued. So. 
Yeah, it's really been incredible. I mean, you, you look at here we are just over the midway mark of the year as we're chatting today, and uh, the Firebirds are right near the top of the AHL standings in uh, in the first season there. I mean, we won't touch on it too long, but, uh, you know, just a thought on, on where the team is on the ice and, and the excitement that that is providing in, in the first year for the fans, uh, getting a chance for, you know, a, a first glimpse at this team. Yeah, the fans have been have been incredible. You know, they they um, the what the big thing we keep hearing is just how much this the the desert region needed an arena and needed something to do past dark. You know, you talk, you think about Palm Springs and it's it's fun in the sun and it's and it's you know golf and and tennis and 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 um, and all that, but there really is not a lot to do past dark unless you want to go to a casino, which is just you know a small fraction of, uh, of the people here and, or, or go to dinner type thing. So there really wasn't a lot of entertainment past, you know, once the sun went down and, and uh, so getting the arena in here was just, you know, such a relief to everybody of, of, you know, we have, you know, a pro sports team we can go watch and several, several high end concerts. We got Harry Styles coming in soon. Like this is, it's not just some small, American Hockey League arena it's 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 a it's a good size and it and we get some great acts here and and the fans just absolutely love the team the you know the the merchandise has been flying off the shelf and and uh, we've got great turnouts I think we're averaging I want to say 7700 for home fans so far at Acrisure Arena and then um, with several sellouts and and uh, you know the the um you know, they're, they're loud, they're proud, and they've taken this team on as, as their own. No, that's uh, great to hear, and we uh, wish that success continues uh, for you and for the team there in Coachella Valley. Well, you talk about the great building you have. We'll, we'll shift now to your time in Syracuse. Uh, you know, you've got the brand-new building there. We know in Syracuse it's not quite uh, the, the same type of building here. But uh, before we dive into uh, to all that, just, your, you know, your thoughts on uh, your one season spent in Syracuse. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a great time in in Syracuse. Obviously, I I, I showed up to the season a, a little bit late. I was um, at Winnipeg Jets camp that that fall. Um, didn't turn out as well as as I, I had hoped. I'd like to to stuck up there, but um, after that, looking for a place to play and and having familiarity with the Anaheim Ducks organization, they brought me in to play um, uh, in Syracuse there. So we. Um, I, you know, it was exactly what I had hoped it to be. It was a hockey hungry um, city and, and, you know, an arena with a lot of character we'll say, mm-hmm. but, um, but um, it was, it was definitely a great place to play hockey. You know, I, I enjoyed, you know, my time and with the organization, not just with the on the ice, but, but off the ice and, and really getting to see everything in the city and, you know, you re- come to realize the, the, the hockey history there and and um, how well the team is received in, in that city. And, you know, every time you, you go out, you were you were treated very well. And I, you know, I really cherish my time in, in Syracuse. And and I've been back a few times since to, to scout. And right. it, it lo- looks a little different with the blue <laughs> with the blue jerseys there. But um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, they've done a great job there. And and um, no, I, I have nothing but the, the best of things to say about my time when I was in, in Syracuse. So 
what, what was your big takeaway, I guess, from uh, from your season here? You know, there was a pretty good team on the ice, some good players who've got on to, uh, to nice careers in the NHL as well uh, after spending their time here. What's your takeaway from the, the season you spent here? Yeah, you know, it, it was a really – it was a good team. I think there's a good mix of old and young – younger players some some players that are off playing in the NHL right now and some that had some short stints and some that were kind of on their way out but you know I'd made some some great friendships there and um, you know I, I just I just remember the people top to bottom you know within the organization the, the fans they still tell stories from the from the uh, the war memorial there and and just um, you know just the uniqueness of the uh, of the actual ice surface in the short neutral zone, and it was just it was it was different. It wasn't just your your cookie cutter kind of hockey experience. It was there was some old school to it, and I really I really appreciated that of of just you know kind of the, the hockey the way it used to be um, mentality, and you know I I really I really would say I would take that away from from that season it's a good point we always it's been so long now seven eight years since the uh, the ice surface has been you know put to the standard uh length width etc here in syracuse but for a while that was a pretty significant home ice advantage what you know i think the game has totally changed now what was that like though back then when you had the one size ice surface here in syracuse and you know different across the league it, it, it certainly was different i don't know if i had ever um i'd ever uh uh, played on a surface like that. I mean, perhaps as a kid you, you did, but you never thought about it type thing. Um, you know, definitely not in, in pro hockey and, you know, you'd catch some teams kind of sleeping with it or, you know, they wouldn't know kind of their position. They'd go offside and, and, um, it, it was different, but, um, you know, it, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad it's, it's now changed and everything is a standard, but, um, it was certainly a different experience. Trebody, our guest here on uh, Crunch Chronicles, uh, getting caught up on his one season in Syracuse. He talked about some of the uh, you know the guys who were here. You, you look at guys like Pat Maroon, who ended up leading the team in scoring that year. He's gone on to a, you know obviously winning three straight Stanley Cups. So what you know what was Pat like then? Uh, he was kind of rebounding and finding his place again in in uh, in pro hockey at that point. What was he like then? And and you know seeing him now with uh, three straight Stanley Cups there in St. Louis and then two with the Lightning. Well, I I would venture to guess Pat is the exact same then as he as he is now. <laughs> but uh, Pat Pat and I were very close and, and and good friends. We've lost touch a little bit over the years, and you know you play on different teams, you meet new people. But um, Pat, you know Pat was a very unique person. Um, you know he he worked very hard, and and you know I always remember he had a great great hands, um, and um, I. I've, I, it's not surprising me one bit that he's having great success in, uh, in the in the NHL and, and wearing some Stanley Cup rings. You talked about you know the the fans here in Syracuse. You've also talked about them here in Coachella Valley as well. But you know the it's there's such a long and history historic tradition of of you know the of hockey here in Syracuse and and the success it's had now 29 years for the Crunch here in this city. What was your experience like with the fans? Whether it was at games in the community, what was that all like for you here? It was a great experience. Just you know playing playing so many you know, games there and. It was just a unique experience throughout. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed my time there. And, um, you know, it was 
I, I, just a lot of friendships I'll, I'll always cherish there. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, very fortunate to have you here and uh, and uh, see the success you've had continue uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, just before we let you run, uh, I'm curious if, you know, when you were a player, whether it was in Syracuse or, or as you were continuing your career, did you kind of envision where you might be now? Maybe not in this exact role, but did you think you'd stay in hockey as a scout and then where you are now while you were still playing? Oh gosh, I I I would say absolutely not. I I had no idea what I was going to do post hockey, and um, and to be honest with you, I, I when I first got into hockey, I thought it was going to be temporary. Uh, you know, just starting off scouting, I thought, okay, this would be a good bridge to the next next thing. And then as soon as I got into it, I just realized how much I loved the game and wanted to be a part of it, and and um, and, and continue that down that road, and and. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a good road just um since retiring and staying in the game and um but uh, to answer your question i had i had no clue this is the path i was going to take <laughs> well we're glad it's all worked out for you and uh it's great to see the success you guys have had there uh with the coachella valley firebirds first season in the ahl troy Bodie, our guest here on crunch chronicles troy thanks so much for doing this i know you're super busy uh, you know we see it every day in in our office here in syracuse i'm sure you are crazy busy as well thanks for doing this to, though today uh, and good luck uh, continued success there uh in coachella valley yes thanks thank you so much for having me it was great chatting chatting hockey and and reliving the moments of uh, of syracuse crunch days so you know, thanks for having me there he is, Troy Bodie. We thank him for giving us the time, and we hope you enjoyed that conversation. I thought it was fascinating to hear his experience with the AHL's newest expansion franchise in Coachella Valley. He was that franchise's first employee and has seen it grown from, as he put it, just a twinkle in the eye to where it is already in just its first AHL season with one of the top teams on the ice. If you have any stories of Troy Bodie, we'd love to hear them and share them on an upcoming episode of the show. You can send in a voice memo to me via email, lfavali at syracusecrunch.com. That'll do it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Troy Bodie for joining us. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favali saying so long for now. We'll chat again next time on another episode of Crunch Chronicles. 